or Randy Jackson. What's up, dog? That was cool, dog. <laughs> Paula Abdul, you look beautiful tonight. <laughs> Simon Cowell, you can't sing, you can't dance. So what are you going to say? Yes, Venters, you heard it right. That is the voice of American Idol fame, William Hung. On this episode of Vent with Trent the Gent, we'll go back nearly 15 years, and we'll also talk about what to expect from William in the next 15 years. So you don't want to miss this. Bent with Trent the Gent, they like agents on top of pavements, peppermint patty fragrance. Taking the credits when they spits and spritz a chip and dip a dip and dell I pin the tail. Death throw the penalty ID, throwing identity, theft crime in the night. Pick pop, keep the lock, stop, drop, roll the dice, double double dough, eat the rock road. Rochambeau, tic tac toe, crossing over old with the Nazi flow. With my industry, you see me room, room, play Monopoly with my commodities. Stop the eyes and cross the T's, T's, T's. How do you do, Venter? So today's guest is someone who is always evolving. Um, he's a singer who won um, all of our hearts as a, a, a contestant on American Idol. He's also an inspirational speaker, and most recently he has become a professional poker player. So I got to do this. Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Venters, I'm here today with William Hung. Um, so, William, please um, welcome to Event with Trent the Gent. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for, for being here. So, uh, I always like to go back to the beginning, but I, um, I'm always jealous because I don't have a Wikipedia page, and you do. Uh, but according to your Wikipedia, um, you are a 73rd generation descendant of Confucius. Is that accurate? That is actually correct. There's a lot of details that are not right on Wikipedia, and they don't really want to change it for some reason. Uh, but, but that one is correct, because I got it from my parents, I got it from my aunts and uncles. They told me this, all told me the same thing. Oh my goodness. Do you ever like drop that and use that to your advantage in time? No, it's just a unique thing to uh, talk to people that are Chinese ethnicity mm -hmm. because they, they like to talk about your family, your heritage, your, your, your lineage, so to speak. But it's not a big deal for most people. Really? Yeah. All right, well, I found a Confucius quote, and I want to hear what you think about this quote. Okay. okay. <laughs> so um, he said, real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. What do you have to say about that? Say that one again. <laughs> Real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. I really like this quote because as human beings, we all, we all have our blind spots because in our nature, we have to filter out a lot of things. So obviously, we're going to miss out on some details that could be important to us in our lives when we make decisions. I like this quote a lot. It's, it's, the more aware you are of what those blind spots are or the things that you're ignoring, the better you can make your own unique decisions and find that unique path in life. Yes. So speaking of unique decisions, 
and obviously at some point you made a decision to um, leave UC Berkeley to go and try out for American Idol, but we'll get to that. I want to go before that. And I know you used to do a lot of karaoke with your parents, is that That's how right? I started, in terms of doing some singing on the side for fun. Yeah. So when did you really realize that you wanted to perhaps do this as a career, singing? <laughs> wow. I did not expect to have a singing career. I'll be very honest with everybody listening to this show. What happened was I was a struggling student at UC Berkeley. Let me backtrack, backtrack just a little bit. So I went through high school. I got good grades, like most a lot of Asian students with math and science. So I got accepted into UC Berkeley to study for civil engineering. But once I got into the program, I really struggled. I didn't like it. And I thought, wait, I needed something else in my life. And then one day, I saw this poster for a school talent show at the Clocker Dormitories. I figured, why not? Let's go for it. Let's try and see what happens. At that time, I was watching Shi Bang's music videos live performed by Ricky Martin. I really enjoyed it. He, wa he was the one that, that came up with these moves, you know, twisting his waist, hips, pumping the fist in the air. And that's how I got those moves. I just tried to mimic him, have fun at the talent show. I didn't expect anything, but somehow I won. And the grand prize was a DVD player. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, that's what gave me the confidence to audition for American Idol. Now when you were up there doing the talent show, were they screaming like crazy? I mean, where, did you feel like a superstar? Or? I, I felt really good. People loved it. They were like standing up, applause. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't know if I, w if I would win, but uh, I, could, I could tell people loved it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Well, for the listeners, and this is probably not going to be posted on online, I'm going to try to post it before next week. But obviously, it's the day after Christmas, so we're in the holiday season. Yes. And one of the things that came out of your singing career is your holiday album. Um, what was it called again? Hung for the Holidays. Hung for the Holidays. I love that. <laughs> so, I got to ask you, pick a song off of that CD and just sing us a couple of bars of a holiday song that, that you like. <laughs> Do you remember any of those? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Oh my goodness, thank you for that, William, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the applause. <laughs> <laughs> how, was, how was that, I mean, do they play that on any of, like, on Coast or anything like that? Have you ever heard I'm not here? sure. I, I, I know they used to play it uh, back uh, maybe like 2005, 2004. Uh -huh. But now I think that Maybe I don't have the same traction. Oh, really? As a, yeah, that's true. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. I mean, I heard it and I loved it, and so it's, it's, it's all good. Um, if you did have that traction, I'm, I'm just wondering how 
financially and economically? How does that work? Do you would you get paid every time they play that song, or how does no, that work? No, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is that I get a percentage, like called royalties, from the album sales, from the sales on iTunes, and that's how it works. Okay, good. Also, um, did some research, and in my research, I found out that you were in a Chinese movie called Mama's. Wait, is Mama's? Wait, what was it? It's called Where, Where is, is Mama's Where is Boy? Mama's Boy. That's correct. So that is true. That yes. came out in two thousand and five. Yes. Okay. And then it's funny because we're meeting at a restaurant, and the listeners, you probably can hear um, the atmosphere and, and people eating and speaking. Uh, but it's called Dr. Robbins and. Um, in um, in LA, and so they say that your character sold Chinese pancakes. Is that correct? Yeah. So the the idea is that they want to use the the the, the siu bang. It's a it's a Chinese pancake because they are playing off the song of she bangs siu bang and she bangs. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a l- nice alliteration to it. Yeah, that is that that works. Yeah. And so they just kept. That's what that's 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 what they try to do, yeah. Yeah, and then here he here was William Hung selling shoe bangs. bangs. (laughs) Are those good, by the way? (laughs) They are interesting. It's not my they're not my favorite. Really? But they they, it depends on how you how they make it because there are many kinds of those pancakes out there. Uh Yeah, with different type of stuffings in it. They are different flavors. Could be salty. Could be sweet. Savory, sweet. Yeah. So if that's not your favorite, then so what is your favorite? I'm gonna say what is your favorite Chinese food? And then for all the listeners that are listening in Los Angeles, at least, what's your favorite Chinese restaurant in Los Angeles? Let me see. It's very hard for me to pick pick a uh, favorite Chinese food. I I like most of the food that's not spicy. I cannot handle very spicy food. Oh my goodness. Yes. You're missing out. Yes. <laughs> I know. My favorite Chinese restaurant, I was I, there's definitely more than one, but one of them I go to a lot is NBC Seafood Restaurant in Monterey Park. Say that one more time. It's called NBC Seafood. Very very NBC popular. Seafood. Yeah. And it's in Monterey Park. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so what was what's the one dish to get there if they do go? And just have dim sum like the 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 the, the shrimp uh mm-hmm. ha uh siu mai. Oh that's goodness. how that's how it's like a shrimp uh, uh, dumpling yeah I just literally last I think it was last Saturday I yeah. went to get dim sum I didn't go there so I wish I would have okay. I'll talk to you before and I would have go there so now I got to go there got to yeah. take the family there All right let's go into we normally do certain segments in Vent with Trent the Gent someone would be dent with Trent the Gent like what do you want your dent in the world to be uh-huh. it can be lint for Trent the Gent what are you giving up for lint it can be spent with Trent the Gent what's the best money you ever spent but for you I'm gonna do mint with Trent the Gent and what did you mean by so I heard that um, you consider well maybe I don't know maybe someone else put this tag on you but maybe you consider yourself an empathy cultivator I, I was playing with different like like titles that uh, to try to stand out uh, d- during the last year or two because I wasn't sure what would resonate with with, the, with in terms of marketing because you know how marketing works it's not easy some, some people resonate with different things so I was testing that as well as my titles but I would say now it's no longer the case because I don't need to mm-hmm. because I'm I'm committed to my unique path. For 
using poker as a as a way to make an impact, positive impact in the world. Because before I had to experiment, like you said, inspirational speaker was one of the things I I want to do, and I do I still want to do it. I still do it, but maybe I don't have to rely on it because it's just so hard to rely on getting paid keynotes to make a living.、Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your poker. We can get into your poker career.、Um, And you say you want to use that to spread positivity? Is that yes? Make a positive impact because、okay. because and the way it works is that、uh, there are other professional spe-、um, poker players like Dan Smith is a great example. He makes a lot of money and then he would donate to charities. He would do nonprofit events. So I want to be like that. Yeah. So you just started this career, correct? Yeah,、uh, I I I would say I just started it like professionally. So the way I define professional uh, poker uh, player is I make money as a significant source of income,、mm-hmm. and I only really started doing that within the last three or four months. Yeah. So you obviously you said you were very good at math. Yes. And so how are you using that math to your advantage in, in poker? So the general idea is that most of the people playing the game of poker, they think is who, whoever gets lucky get the right cards at the right time. But there is no way in the long term that you can rely on luck and come out ahead. It doesn't work that way. Yes, short term anything can happen. A long term is the person that knows what they're doing. So the math says that. There are certain ways to play hands or strategies that work better than others, and and then there are also a lot of things that the general population are not doing right. You know, the way they play their hands or the or the strategy has flaws, and then I'm there to exploit those flaws. It's just like anything else in business, right? You want to exploit the inefficiencies of the of other people's、uh, from your competitors. Yeah, what's one of the biggest flaws that most people do? The biggest flaw is that people are playing the game like bingo. They just they just sit there, hope to catch cards, maybe get paid. But that's not that's not how I approach the game. That's not how professionals approach the game. The, the, the way they the, the way we approach, I think the professionals approach the game is more like, okay, because you you have that mindset of trying to hit catch cards, I'm gonna make you fold too often. I'm gonna win pot after pot, small small pot after pot. And at the times I get good cards, I get paid, and like everybody else.、Mm. So that's a big difference. Yeah, good. Do you know any、um, good poker jokes, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I have、uh, one. It's related to.、Um, it's a plumber joke, but it has to do with poker. So it says a rural flush always beats a full house. <laughs> you know one better than that. That was. I'm glad you're you're through eating. So that would have been good when you're eating.、Right? <laughs> you know. You know a, a good poker joke by any chance? Let me see. If not, it's all right. Yeah, I can't think of it on top of my head. <laughs> all right. So as you can see, I'm wearing my season、um, sweatshirt. Yeah. And you may not know, and I didn't know this either,、uh-huh. that. You went to Pasadena City College. I also went to Pasadena City College, so we do have that in common、nice. you know, for those two schools.、Um, so you already told us that you left Berkeley, yeah,、uh, because you weren't comfortable in that civil engineering、um, program. So how much do you value education, considering、um, you were able to leave that and then break into an entertainment career? 
and obviously you still got degrees as well. So how much do you value your education and what could you tell people that are out there trying to become an entertainer? You know, this, um, is, this is a hard, this is an interesting question uh, for, for, because from for my perspective now, now, now that I got my bachelor's in math, I got my master's in business, I would say that the education, there, there are a lot of flaws right now. I, I, and I, I just my very honest opinion because I went through it as an insider. I feel that the, a lot of the, the, the overall, education, overall education system is it tend to make us workers, followers, instead of true leaders of new ideas. And I think that I think that's a problem. Yeah. I really think I, I and I I know uh, I don't know that much. I heard a little bit about the other education systems, like say Europe. They are already working to change that. And I really want to see more changes to that too with you know, the American education system. Yeah, and I think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, you know, Rip Van Winkle, right? The guy that sleep for years and years. And they said if he were to wake up, right? The, the only thing that would still be, or one of the only few things that would still be consistent would be the educational system. So like you said, it is time for it to evolve, and we're speaking about evolving. No. Um, that system really hasn't evolved over the years, and especially in America, we really need to, like I said, develop, learn how to develop leaders, and it's not always about just letter grades and, and things of that nature. I agree. Yeah, I think that, I think there's too much emphasis on, on test scores right now. Yeah. And you may know this, too, that a lot of the colleges now are getting away from the SAT scores and ACT scores. So, so I guess they are trying to They are working on it, yes. yes good. Um, let's do another segment that we always do on Bentley Trent the Gent. And so let's see, are you right-handed or left-handed, William? Right-handed. You're right-handed. And obviously, a lot of the world are right-handers, and most of my guests have been right-handers. Um, are you right brain or left brain? So this is going to be a good one for you, since you have the math and you are creative. <laughs> so right brain or left brain? So can you can you clarify what that means? So right right brain is the creative side, uh-huh. and the left brain is the analytical side. I would say I'm more left brain than right brain, but I'm also using the right brain now because it's necessary in order for me to succeed in a, in a very tough competitive field. It's just like anything else. Uh, poker has gotten so much harder uh, right now compared to like 13 or 14 years ago when the, when the whole poker boom got started. The back in the days of the poker dream came true for one of the gentlemen. I'm not sure if listeners know him. His name is Chris Moneymaker. He was like the, they did it on the WSOP uh, main event. He was a big winner. And because it, he, and the reason that, that that point was very significant, it was because he was this average forty-some-year-old accountant, white guy. Hmm. It's like he gives so much hope to people everywhere. It's like, oh my God, if he could win, I could win too. Yes. <laughs> so, but now I think the knowledge of the game has evolved a lot since then. So, in order for me to st- stay ahead of the curve, I need to I need both left and right brain. The left brain is I need to be mathematically sound, but the right brain is I need some different creative things, strategies that people haven't seen before. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to test your, and this is probably not too creative because I know you've done this before, but we're going to test that right side. So I want your best impersonations of Randy, Paula, and Simon. <laughs> I've done that a lot in my speeches. So 
So, so here, here, so here's the, here's how it goes. Or well, Randy Jackson. What's up, dog? That was cool, dog. Paula Abdul. You look beautiful tonight. Simon Cowell. You can't sing. You can't dance. So what are you going to say? <laughs> you get another standing ovation for that. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I remember watching your audition, and uh, when when Simon said that, it was I remember just laughing hysterically. It was it was, it was pretty funny. So so thank you for for sharing that with us. Um, we have a couple of more segments that we always do on with Trent the Gent. This is actually a new one. I've only done this once, so let's see if it works with you. And it's called Look Alike. So who do people say, I mean, obviously you're William Hung, and so when people see you, they recognize you. But before you were William Hung, who do people say that you look alike? Sometimes people would compare me to Gundam Sai. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the Korean uh, guy that's also yes. like, like, a, like an outlier. Exactly. Yeah. Now, do you think you look like him, or you just think it's just no, the outline? I, it's more, it, it's more like some uh, people, uh, when, when they're not sure, they, they, uh, they think they saw me before, yeah. and they would think about him. Because they think about, oh my God, he's also very out there in terms of the way he does the dance moves and singing. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever done that song? Have you ever sung that song? Or no, I that? never. No. I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I. Don't, I. I. I have. I have a lot of respect for him. I. I. I think he's great for for to make it different, uh, like a different genre almost, like by himself, right? Yes. But I don't associate with him because me is me. I exactly. want to be just myself. Yes, totally. Um, here's 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 the other one. So you might have to think about this. Maybe you don't. The other part of that look-alike is who do you think I look like? Oh, Trent, you. <laughs> so I look like me. Trent. Okay, we gotta do that. Yeah. Because I always get um, Alfonso Ribeiro from Fresh Prince. Okay. Bel Air. I always get Jerry Rice. Okay. And yeah, I would stuff. say Jerry Rice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you like that one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that one like almost every day. When yeah, I was Jerry Rice. I, I I remember right. I could remember right away in my brain because I saw him on Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. All right, fill in the blank here. Um, so this one, I'm gonna say two words, and then you're gonna fill in the rest. Okay. And this will your inspirational speaking background will probably help you with this. One. Uh, sure. So don't stop. Until you achieve your dreams. Don't stop until you achieve your dreams. So, expound on that a little bit and, and help the listeners because, you know, right, it's so easy. A lot of times when we, right, you hear you gotta ha have money to make money, and when you're out of money, then people usually just stop chasing their dreams. I agree. So, I, 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 think, I think that the best example is the unique path that I'm going on right now and how I able to feel very confident about this path that I'm going for towards because it's not easy let's face it as just like any other uh, entrepreneur or job or business that you start there's a lot of risk there's a lot of uncertainty uh, uh, but the way I approach it like let's say my decision is to be full-time professional poker player sometime in 2019 but how do I get there well the first is I need the knowledge the second is I need to have some money to play with mm -hmm. but the third thing is I need actual milestone to measure 
So the way I measure is like, okay, I measure based on the number of hours and also the results I'm getting. So my, my, most of my friends told me that I need at least 800 to 1,000 hours of live poker before I feel I should, before I'm confident with my results. That's what they told me. So that's a big milestone I, I'm measuring against. So right now I have about 520. So I'm getting there. Yeah. And in terms of like different financial milestones, I, I, I started uh, my first milestone like by 25,000. I hit that. And now I'm heading towards 50,000. Uh, so and then my next two will be 100,000 and then 250,000. Wow. Now they are not arbitrary. The reason I chose these milestones is because when, you, when I get to those points, they, they also means that there are other things I can do in my life. For example, I can take out the money to invest in other uh, things like real estate or low cost index funds. If I get to a quarter million, maybe I can you know, trade options. I, can, I have a lot, of, I, I could travel. So there are things I can do by hitting those milestones. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you said sometime in 2019, and we always know a goal needs uh, uh, an exact date. Yes. I'm gonna put you on the spot and say, what, what date is that in 2019 that you I'm, I'm definitely aiming for um, the end of March. It could be the end of February, some, uh, but I, I have to see how I do. Yeah. I feel that uh, I would able to, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can come out ahead with what I'm doing, with, with playing poker, but I don't know how much because that's something that's beyond my control. Yeah. And so I just, I just have to keep doing my best, keep putting my best effort and see where, where, what happens. Yeah, okay. Listen, you heard it, March 2019, end of March 2019. Yeah. Um, how long do you want this, and I know I'm going off of the pill in the blank, but how long do you want your poker career to last? I mean, what? I feel, I, I feel that I love the game. I want my poker career to, to last my, uh, my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I want to play poker uh, as the only thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel that right now I'm used, I do need to play a lot, probably full time 40 hours a week minimum. Uh, if I get, if I chose, if I commit, uh, get there, because I need to generate more wealth first. Yeah. But when when I get to the, the, the certain specific milestones, let's say a hundred thousand or a quarter million, then I don't need to put in as much time playing poker because I want to have other sources of income to replace poker. Because that way, I could just play the game because I enjoy the game. There you go. Another question that doesn't have to do with the fill in the blank. We'll get back to that. But I was just thinking, so I know nearly 15 years ago when you did your audition, you didn't tell your parents because obviously the... I know they would say no. Uh, Asian yeah. family is not going to be happy with you leaving UC Berkeley uh-huh. to go sing on American Idol. So now, nearly 15 years later... How do they, and obviously you're a, you're a grown man now, but how do they feel about this poker career path? My parents they are, they are not happy about, the, about, about what I'm doing, uh, and it's very understandable because it's very, very risky. I have a county job right now that I'm working for public health that pays reasonably well. That's, it's a decent job, but sometimes it could be n- not fulfilling for me. I, it's not because I couldn't handle my work, but I just feel like my talent can be used better elsewhere. Yeah. 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 Like I said, follow your dreams. Yeah. All right. Second fill in the blank. You can 
you can do whatever you want if you truly believe in it. Okay. And okay. So obviously you believed that you could go on American Idol and and, and get the audition, correct? <laughs> <laughs> what so there there's a ton of people out there and that goes almost back to the Confucius um, quote. Right? They might believe that they have the talent and but they may be a little ignorant to the fact that maybe they don't really have the skill set to, to do that. So what would you say to, to, to that? I, I, I think I think what I just uh, said, you can do whatever if you truly believe in it. It's, it's very cliche because there's a lot of messages out there like that. So I want to clarify, the, you know, because I'm a realist. I'm very realistic too. I'm not someone that, that would just say you can do whatever you want because in a way it's false. Yes. Because it doesn't make sense for if I were to ask you to run a 10 second 100 mile, I'm sorry, 100 yard dash, it's probably not going to happen. That's not realistic. So, but I would say that but if it's something that's within reason that you can achieve, then if you take steps to get there and you keep walking toward it, then you can get there. Yeah, good. Third one, and the last one on the blank. Conversations are... Conversations are great ways to learn something new. Yes, they are, definitely. And that's why we're glad that you're here with us today. I'm Ben McCrenton Dent. And so let's get into, um, I think we have a two-part last question. So on June the 2nd, 2018, what happened nearly 15 years after that infamous idol audition to you? Oh, the, on June 2nd, 2018. <laughs> 2018. I, I, will never, I will never forget yeah. that one. Okay, I thought because, you almost did. Because I performed on the same stage as Ricky Martin in Monte Carlo, Las Vegas. Yes, you did. Yes. And so how was that experience and, um, you know, how... How was that coming full circle? Pretty much, the, you know, the the song that really brought you fame. It, it felt very, it felt surreal. I'm very grateful for that experience. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. So the last question: What can we expect? I mean, obviously, you told us that your poker career is probably going to last for at least 15 years. But what can we expect besides your poker career? in the next 15 years from William Hong? Well, I, I definitely want to make a positive uh, impact. So, uh, for, uh, so one of the things I've been doing for the last six or seven years is I got involved with uh, something called Toastmasters. Mm. So, so for, for, for listeners that don't know, Toastmasters is a nonprofit organization that helps people with public speaking and leadership skills. Uh, and I love doing it. I see myself doing it wherever I end up. Because it's something I believe in. I want people to find that voice and find that path in their lives. Good. Now, are you in a Toastmasters group right now? Or yes, I am. Okay. I actually belong to two different clubs in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Good. Alrighty. So, hopefully, um, guys, if you're... Well, we'll give you a chance to, to plug those if, if you want. Uh, because at the end of every member of Trinsurgent, we give you a chance to um, give out any social media platforms where the listeners can reach you websites, Toastmaster groups, whatever you want to do. So Sounds William, good. Where can the listeners find you? Where can the listeners find me? Yeah. Okay. Social media. Yeah, sure. Website. So uh, my website right now is willhung.com, W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. 
uh, you can find me on Facebook. Make sure you look for the guy with a crimson suit because there are a lot of imposters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but people know know who the real one is, so we're good. Uh, Instagram, you can find me very easily by just searching my name. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. So yeah, just just connect with me, and I I love connecting with you. Great, William. Well, you mentioned people definitely know who the real one is, and we just totally appreciate you for being real today and being true to yourself and being inspirational to everyone out there just to follow their dreams and like I said, be true to themselves and be real. So thank you for being um, a guest today on Venter Trent and Jen. Thank you so much. Well, Venters, that was a blast spending time with William Hong. So that was it for 2018. I will see you in 2019 with more inspirational and compelling podcasts. Until then, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And make sure that you share the podcast with your family and friends. Happy New Year.